This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning. Good evening. Good night. Wrong podcast. <laughs> oh, wrong podcast. Um, welcome to the number one sports recreation podcast. There you go. It's your host, Peter Rosenberg and Miss Hatton. We're out here in uh, Buzios, Brazil. You know the vibes. We're waiting for our food. We're three drinks in. We want to eat that steak. We want to eat that meat. But they're not coming. In the meantime, we are people watching. We're more, more like dog watching. Every dog that passes by, we are very excited about. Right, babe? That is correct, except you already said one factual falsehood, which is that we're two drinks in. We're waiting for our third drink. I said three drinks. Oh, right. We have not had our third drink yet, but as you can tell... Natalie's going to be basically finished by the time she gets to her third drink. Did you miss me, guys? Did you miss me? Some of you will will probably say no. But most of you, I know at heart, you will say yes. Anything specific that you'd like to say to... um, Obrigado. Anything specific you'd like to say to Troy, who said that he's now scared of marriage because you're always lurking? Yo, Troy can f*** my d***. You can bleep that out. I don't give a bleep that too Troy I don't care what you have to say clearly your opinions don't matter I'm just kidding I like you you're a cool guy but you're rude that was very rude what you said about me because I think I've been getting tweets people are tweeting about me people want me on the pod and yes sometimes I could come off annoying it's because Peter puts mad pressure on me to be like this fucking Miss Hatton gimmick that everyone wants to I don't I don't know Whatever. Anyways, Troy, go f*** yourself. Just kidding. Oh, my gosh. She told, said that as a very hot Brazilian woman walked past, and you missed it all together. I already- Na- she, Natalie's, by the way, hitting on our waitress. I'm pretty sure she's... Yo, guys, she is fine. She has a sick body. She's wearing, like, a bandana around her head and, like, matching bandana Nike dunks. She's fly. Okay, it's awkward because she's right near us now. Anyways, guys, uh, you're going to have a great episode today. As you can tell, we're not in any shape to do a real wrestling podcast, but Stack Guy Greg and Dipperstein, I'm telling you, these guys, oh man, when I tell you they're prepared, oh boy. Oh, here we go. I just got a text from Dipperstein. I can do it, but I don't have my equipment with me. Is there a way to do it and make it sound, not sound repug? Dip, how do you not bring your equipment? It's it's so little that you have to bring. Do you understand I travel around the world? I have my equipment everywhere, all the time, my entire life. We're only doing this on the phone because we're doing this at dinner right now. Otherwise, I have a microphone that would sound perfect in my room. No, stop trying to take the phone from me. So anyways, uh, Dipperstein... why? Why are we doing this right now? We're doing it because I was thinking about the Cheap Heat universe, and I wanted to do this. I pulled out my phone, and I started recording things because I love you guys. Well, some of you guys. The ones who don't f*** with me, go f*** yourself too with Troy. 
It's a lot of bleep so far from Miss Hatton after just two drinks. Uh, anyways, uh, Stack Eye Greg and Dipperstein will hopefully talk something about wrestling. You'd like to hope Dip has watched something that's happened in pro wrestling the last three days. I'm sure that as we're recording this, SGG is firing up tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. And uh, I will be back in time for the December 26th episode of Cheap Eat. Stop. What do you want to take it again? You never shut up. I just want to say shout out to the GOAT, my all-time favorite wrestler, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Today is his birthday. So I, that's what I wanted to say. Why are you hating on me for wanting to bring up some wrestling-ish with the people? Every time I talk for one second, she just sticks her hand out again. To ta- Every time he talks, guys... I don't know if you know this about Peter Rosenberg, but he is always talking. And no, not just on the radio all day, 24-7. No, when he's off the air, he's calling his mom. He's calling his dad. He's calling his friend. Like, he is, he's going and going and going nonstop with the mouth. Well, yeah, what what a way to make me sound unappealing to everyone. He calls his parents. Oh, oh my God. Can you believe what a terrible person I am? No, no. And now she's trying to take the phone back. Guys, he's a great guy. He really is a great guy for calling his parents. I agree. But like after a full week, a full day of just being on the radio and being on podcasts and like dealing with me and then like that, like, I don't know how he has the energy. It's it's a talent, and he's truly meant. He's truly doing what he's meant to do. Well, thank you for somehow turning that into a compliment. But anyways, um, we are waiting. I just want to say, endlessly. I now know why Dipperstein cannot travel. I now know because I love Brazil. We're, we're having a great time, and the people are wonderful here. We're very very happy. But I now know. Wait to be God. But I now know why Dipperstein cannot travel. We live in the only country in America that serves food quickly. Okay? We'll be back. Welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, number one pro wrestling podcast, number one podcast in sports, number one podcast in entertainment, number one podcast in sports entertainment. This is Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg, but this week without Peter Rosenberg, really, it's just uh, me and Dip. Coincidentally, the same week that Roman Reigns decides to come back from his PTO is the week that... (laughs) Rosenberg oh, decides God. he wants to take some PTO, <laughs> but but me and Dip are here with you. Of course, I'm coming from Philadelphia, the palatial estate, and uh, Dip is coming to us live from Los Angeles. No, where he... no. In fact, I am in uh, Boynton Beach, Florida. Oh, I was going to yes. say he he doesn't look Miz this week, so but he, but that explains it. A Miz a Jace. I, yeah, I, I can't commit to no Miz. Dip, what took I mean, you to Florida? My parents moved here a month ago, away from Arizona, and uh, you know, at least now they can get some decent whitefish salad. I was going to say, what's what's the bagel selection like? Because I know in Arizona it had to be, uh, you know, no disrespect to our listeners in Arizona, but you know, it, it depends. It depends where you go. It's there's um, 
you know, there's there's different there's different genres of bagel here. There's the people that are pretending to be New York bagels. There are the people mm-hmm. that claim to bring in the water from New York. You know, the water, mm-hmm. the New York water. That's a very big thing. And uh, uh, and then there's just the New crap. York water in their bagel. Well, <laughs> not these days. <laughs> that's another. That's another. That's another. They, they import water from New York in the fifties. All right, there we go. That's the water they import. The they, they, there's a, there's a, the, the, uh, the, the Jews of Florida have reserved water since the 19, they have a 1950s water bagel reserve. <laughs> that was smart. Okay. That was smart of them. Or bagel water reserve. And they've been keeping it and, and shipping it to Florida for, for, for 65 years. Now, ha- have you assessed the level of controversy behind the scoop bagels down in Florida? Because up in, up in New York, it's exploded. It's like a it's like a real thing happening. I mean, look, scooped, I'm I'm, I'm health conscious. I'm health conscious. I understand the idea of of limiting your portions and this and that. But I always put my nose up at a scoop bagel. I think it's preposterous. It's either you're all in on a bagel or you're not all in on a bagel. I agree. I hadn't heard about scoop bagels till this year. Not that I'm the bagel connoisseur of the show. I, I, I'll admit, I'm probably top three in at number three, just because there's three of us in terms of like bagel connoisseurs on the show. But I had never heard of a scooped bagel as a thing until this year. Oh, yeah. And I got to say, I, I too would be out on a on a scooped bagel. People are scooping and scooping all over the world now. It's, a, it's, a, it's an epidemic. Unbelievable. Speaking of scoops, um, we have none. So there's no news. <laughs> we got to jump right into the week that was. Uh, in pro wrestling dip what would you catch this past week what you what you like what you enjoy i well, i've been i've been trying to ever since i saw the iron claw and i'm not look i had seen plenty of wccw and and plenty of stuff from the era of you know of that you know the the early to mid 80s but i decided to go back and watch a few of the old starcades just to see like because in the iron claw i don't want to give too much away I, I hope i'm not giving any spoilers there is footage of of flair you know on the shoulders beating harley race for the title at Starcade 83 in the in the movie mm-hmm. for a brief second and I wanted to go back I hadn't watched that event in a really long time so I I'm, I'm um you know I'm sitting here I, I don't really I don't you know I'm trying just to relax not to do much work and and in order to do that I've been filling my time watching old Starcades from the beginning and so I, I started with 83 and it's really interesting to see like the time that the Von Erichs were wrestling in at their peak in WCCW and then to see what was going on in um peak NWA, um, at the time, you know, in in the flair, you know, dusty Harley race era. So anyway, um, I've been watching a a lot of that era, which is really kind of boring, frankly, but interesting to watch regardless if you're a, now is it boring because the storylines are like, does it have that real sports feel where just like the, the combat is kind of slow and, and grapply? I call them hug fest. It's kind of actually disrespectful, but yeah. a lot of the stuff from that era. Well, it's like, a lot. Of, it's a lot of rest holds. It's a lot of headlock. You know, a lot of headlocks. A lot of, you know, the the most insane thing they do is a you know a backdrop or a back body drop or you know there's drop a lot of bear kick. hugs. A lot of drop kicks. A lot of bear hugs. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a lot of old school basic moves. There's not. I'll tell you, Grayson Waller would have really wowed the crowd back in the day. <laughs> Yo, speaking of Grayson Waller, him and Mellow Man. That Did match. you see that move? I mean, what was that move? Everyone's talking about the move. It was absolutely beautiful. I've never seen I've never seen anything like it before. I was going to say I've never seen it before. That goes without saying. I don't think anybody ever seen it before. I've never seen anything like it before. It was absolutely beautiful. I, I noticed it right away. I said I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, Grayson Waller is definitely going to um, 
with the wild crowds in the 80s. Now, Carmelo Hayes actually advanced in the match, though, so I got to give a shout-out to my guy, uh, Melo Don't Miss, who also, I think, gave a fantastic performance in that match. Probably match of the he, night. He, it was match of the night. Carmelo Hayes is great. There's no question. Big fan. All in on it. I'm, in, yeah. I'm there. I'm here for Carmelo Hayes. I think everybody would question your sanity if you weren't all in on Carmelo yeah. Hayes. Yeah, why are we honest. agreeing on so much today? What is going I on here? I think, is Peter I think, the cause of our dissension? I think he pits us against each other. That's what it's, that's what it's starting to sound is like. Is that what's secretly happening? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing something. We cracked the code. We cracked the code. I think Peter pits us against each other this whole time. And we managed to talk about bagels and locks and whitefish, regardless of him being here. Listen, I'm I'm from New York, man. So I I, I start my day with a bagel, bacon, egg, and cheese on a toasted butter bagel. You know what I mean? So okay. I, listen, I'm down for the bagel talk. I I haven't got into the locks and the white fish when y'all go all in that direction, you know. But but a nice bacon, egg, and cheese on a nice nice bagel. Okay, I'm all in on it. I'm all in on it. Where do you get your bacon, egg, and cheese? Oh, right at the corner store, man. Every there's always oh, this one. Is a bo- this is a bodega bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah, yeah. And everybody has you know it's a corner store. Obviously, like it says on every corner. Everybody got the one that they trust. They walk in. They might have some credit. If you don't got it, you can hold up. Listen, I'll pay you back for this later. Everybody got the one. And yeah, it's just okay. your one somehow always managed to make the most fantastic chopped cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh, and look, Harry, Harry oh, is. Oh, we don't even the, need him. We don't even need this guy. <laughs> Harry is. We don't need you. Popping in from Rio, <laughs> from sunny Brazil. What we are don't, your we, I'm telling you, we're. We're doing very well just ourselves. Right, is it really going smoothly? I think so. I think, I think so it's going as quite well. well. Wow. I got to tell you. A, a delightful conversation. There's something up here. There's something going on. They've messed up several things, Peter. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sensing. <laughs> Greg, are you, are you sensing a spinoff? I am. I am. I am. More, more heat with Dip and Greg. <laughs> sounds like good that. to me. By the way, that could also lead to a spinoff cream cheese as well. Hey, uh, I'm down. Uh, uh, well, listen, people I were just talking about SmackDown. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we just we got really into the Grayson Waller Carmelo Hayes match a little bit. Uh, we were talking about that move. I mean, you know the one off the top rope. Grayson right. Waller hit Carmelo. I don't even know what they're calling it, but he hit it and it looked fantastic. Didn't, didn't end the match. Carmelo Hayes actually advanced and we were going to get into some tribal chief talk, which um, you're showing up at the right time. He just came back from his PTO. You're on vacation. You're popping in, showing up to work after a little bit of vacation. What are you, what are your thoughts on SmackDown? Well, listen, let me tell you something. All due respect to the Tribal Chief, but but the difference is I I don't take weeks off. You know what I mean? The Tribal Chief, he likes to come and go. I am a workhorse. I am your day in, day out. I I'm your just your your hoss, your guy you can count on every single day. I'll be at catering, I'll be munching cold cuts, I'll be ready to go. Um, no, I, 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 um, I enjoyed seeing the return of the tribal chief. Uh, I, 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 you know, I mean, the, the Randy Orton Roman Reigns thing seems like a, a logical place to go here for a little while. I don't see it ending with Randy Orton dethroning Roman Reigns. I saw that our friend Sam Roberts put up a post this week suggesting that as things stand now, he does not believe Roman Reigns will lose a title at WrestleMania. Um, which I, I didn't get to watch the whole video because I'm trying not to be a complete loser on my on my honeymoon. But um, it's certainly an interesting it's certainly an interesting thought. I totally disagree with him, but I was wrong last year too, if you recall. I do, and you loved and you loved. <laughs> I it. was very, I did love it. I believe I hope Roman wins again. I, I 
I'm all in, I'm I'm all about it. I see all these these memes and these graphics about Bruno and Hogan and like you know Bruno had three thousand title defenses and right. Rome, you know Hogan had three hundred title defenses and and Roman Reigns has had fifty four. <laughs> you know something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what the meme is, but it I is. I think it true. was fifty four. It is true, and uh, you know, I, look as much as I kind of want to disagree with Greg, I, I'm I'm fine having him just be unbeatable. For, but for, and I'm, I'm, you I'm touched on this it. a little bit earlier too, right? The numbers, you got to dig into those numbers a little bit more. And the era that Bruno was having hundreds of defenses, first they weren't on TV. So like you had to go in and see these defenses, but then the quality of those matches, I would put Roman Reigns' 54 title defenses up against the best 54 of, that Bruno had or the best 54 that Hogan had or Backlund or whoever else. And... The 54 one, most right, exciting matches are all coming from your tribal chief. It just is what it is. I would, I would argue that Hulk Hogan had some exciting matches. Okay. He did. He could probably he could probably squeeze like five in there. But yeah, Hogan had a share of exciting title defenses. But it's a really good point. It's a totally different era, and because it's a totally different era, you don't remember um, all the big do, fireworks it, and pyro going off in uh, in, in you know 1972. <laughs> and what do you guys think about this thought? Can yeah. you still hear me? I'm still on the show. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Here's the, and I'll, I'll leave you guys alone briefly uh, in a moment. My one question I have is though, or, or more of a thought, it, here's why. See, I, I think he needs to stay on top for a reason that probably is not the reason Greg thinks it, because Greg believes he should just, you know, be God until we all, until we all pass away in our 90s. For me- I believe he is God. Greatness on a different level. No, that's a great point. God level. So, so uh, the- I think he's at a point right now, Dip, where he has to stay on top until it feels like something else again. Because like it's sort of now somewhere else. It started as one thing. It got even bigger. It got even better. What do you better. mean? That? It kind of it has entered a little bit of a lull. And I don't think that it should end while it's kind of in a lull. I think they should stick with it and ride it out and it'll turn into something else yet again and get even bigger. But you got to be willing to kind of keep riding this thing out. But I think it would be terrible if it ended right now. Wouldn't that feel like a big womp womp for this story? It would be womp wompish. Yeah. It would be womp yeah. wompish. It would be womp wompish. But here's the thing. It's like it doesn't even feel like it should be Cody right now. It feels like, I, honestly, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. It feels like it should be CM Punk. Oh my god! Whoa! I'm not saying I want it to be. No, no. It feels like it should. If it's not going to be Ivar, it should be CM Punk. <laughs> Listen, it might be Ivar by the time Roman's ready to <laughs> drop the title. Well, I, I mean, well, I think Char- Cody now could end Char- up in a place I- that you feel yeah. differently about that. I think about Ivar. I'm never going to feel no. differently until he's on top <laughs> no, of the. No, no. <laughs> I think. I think if Cody goes on a bit of a, a tear here. I, I think there's a world in which you could feel like it should be Cody. I, I don't. I wouldn't give well, up he, on that idea. Cody's but, not. I'll put it this way: Cody's not losing to Nakamura at Royal Rumble. No. So he'll no. beat he'll beat Nakamura at Royal Rumble, and then he's going to point at that sign. That sign's being pointed at, unless he wins the Royal Rumble, which he's not going to. CM Punk will win the Royal Rumble. And but and I was going to say too: Can Cody be on more of a tear? I mean, he came back, beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Went three and zero in a feud against Seth Rollins. In one of those matches, he had one arm, and it just looked absolutely gruesome. Still beat Seth Rollins. Comes back faster than anybody predicted. Wins the Royal Rumble. Yes, he loses to Roman Reigns, but then he goes right into a feud with Brock Lesnar. 
comes out on top of that, wins that one with the the other arm broken. I mean, they've built him up to be pretty much, I know he's called Roman, you know, in God mode, God level. Cody Rhodes is also God level. Can he be hotter than he already is? No, he's he's a peak. Only if he wins the title could he be hotter. I just think he could be in the middle. Like he could be coming off of a win that feels so meaningful that maybe Dip would feel like okay, it's his time. Or you know, maybe maybe it's maybe he has some sort of epic match with Shinsuke Nakamura, or maybe it ends well, up. Well, forget the match. It, not to interrupt you, it, it, they need to do an epic storyline. If they did something, if they told a an amazing story that was not what we've seen previously between Cody and Roman or Cody in the bloodline or Paul Heyman and Cody or something like that, then, you know, build a, st- like, you know, let's do something unexpected. Throw gold dust in there. Anything, you know, you want to spend, I'm just gold saying dust? like, I'm, I'm joking, but I, I, they, if they told an amazing story between leading up, let's say, right, let's say Cody wins the rumble and then calls out, is that what happened last year? I'm sorry. Was that did, did Cody win last year the Royal Rumble? Yeah, right. he won last year. Called out Roman Reigns. All right. So let's say he, I don't want this to happen. But let's say he does it again. They need to tell a compelling story in three months, not just like a redemption story or retell the Dusty story. They need to come up with something different between the two of them that is makes it kind of feel different than it did last year. Then yeah. the Cody win would feel a little bit more meaningful. At least I, I the agree. Seth CM Punk thing has like a little bit of a story to it. A little bit. Like, I mean, there's a lot of a story to it. Yeah, no, it's good. It's a story. It's something. It's it's not it's something adjacent. It's not something fully. It's not, it's not an egg. Everything. Oh, I but mean, that's that's, 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 that's close, different defi- different definitions of an egg. Everything because it, to me, when you have a history that goes back that far, and Seth did such a great job, always keeping yeah. the punk hate in his mouth all the years while Punk was gone. I don't know, man. I know that you don't consider that like a story story because it's too much of like playing into like the dirt sheets but i don't know man that, that's a pretty good story no, it's good I, I'm, I'm into it it's and, fine and let's let's so just to back up to the roman punk thing was it not interesting that he didn't address punk at all like he comes out friday and he stayed the course on on bloodline business like it was all randy i know that punk is on raw but i mean punk showed up to smackdown mentioned roman by name all the cousins mentioned uh, the wise man and Roman has nothing to say. I feel like that's a little bit of a, a misdirection because who gets to do that, right? Who gets to throw a direct shot at the tribal chief from the position that punk is in and then nothing comes of it. Uh, who knows? Only CM Punk gets to do that. Yeah. yeah I, did you, did you agree though, dip? Cause I don't think you and I talked about this last week. Did you agree though that last week, Rollins being in the ring with Punk made it the best Rollins we've seen the enti- this entire run. Yeah, it was great. It was good. Very he was good. a real. He was a real person. He wasn't just like a laugh and an outfit. Nope. He was in a song. He was. Agreed. Like, he, he was, was a, a real, real person. Guy. It was good. It was a good. It was a good <laughs> segment. Regardless of all this, the WrestleMania card is shaping up to be something interesting. It's something you know. It's as long as Ivar is somewhere in the main event picture, then I think will be. It'll be like a perfect mania. Don't you think, Greg? I think so too. I, I do. Now, do you want just Ivar or Eric and Ivar? Because that's the other thing, right? Like just Ivar. <sighs> yeah, I've left Eric. Eric, you know, Eric can go join Giovanni Vinci and create a new tag team. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I I would not be against 
uh, another bald and bearded alliance. So if, if Eric and Giovanni Vinci link up, you know, you know that's good with me. More it, representation so for the bald and bearded gang. I thought Ludwig Kaiser was going to end up being the terrible guy, but it turns out that Giovanni Vinci might be the terrible guy. Yeah, I think so too. Because he's look, he's he, listen, he's a little sneakier than Ludwig. Like Ludwig is taking all the heat for everything that goes wrong, but Giovanni Vinci's hand is in a, is in all of it. He might have outsnuck the sneakiest Ludwig he Kaiser. Might, he might have. He might. And we've been talking Who knew a little that bit about Giovanni Vinci had it in him. I didn't. I certainly didn't. All right, guys, I'm gonna, I'm I'm back and listening to this conversation about Giovanna Vinci, and I realize that this podcast is in good hands. I'm gonna return to my honeymoon. At the end of the episode, everyone is gonna get what they wanted. Five minutes of Natalie and I tipsy at dinner last night, rambling about God knows what. So you have that you have that to look forward to. Well, we get okay. bonus content from live from Rio. Yeah, how right long, how long is that content? I'll try to get Natalie speaking Hebrew on the podcast now too. Hold on. She's talking to her dad as we speak. The bonus content. It's a shame we not... couldn't get you guys live from Carnivale. Oh, a great music festival for all to behold. Sorry, Troy. You'll get that from me. Wait, <laughs> Peter, one question. Yeah. Have you seen any frogs yet? Uh, no, Troy. I have not seen any frogs, unfortunately. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of people had a lot of thoughts and mixed feelings on your frog glove. Uh, I think. <laughs> I think you should get Dip's thoughts as well. Um, but Who yeah, wants guys. to see frogs? They're, they're disgusting. Oh. He loves frogs. Let me tell you apparently. something. I, I, bought I a frog don't yesterday. trust frogs. I don't trust frogs. You don't you trust them? No. No, I don't. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know where they're hopping next. I don't I, trust no, them. No, that's a fact. They're on the move too much to be trusted. They're totally unpredictable hoppers. By the way, it's a, it's one of the best wow. points Dips ever made. And I could honestly see don't trust frogs becoming the catchphrase of this show moving forward because how could you trust a frog? I trust rabbits. They're nice looking. I won't stand for this. Frogs, I don't trust frogs. <laughs> Troy's not. This is frog slander. Is this slander if it's true, though? Did you own a frog uh, as a child, uh, Troy? No, but I'm going to. I actually just adopted one the other day. You had a frog adoption? Dip, what? Dip, he, dip, he's just getting into frogs now. That's the craziest he's Getting thing into frog. He's in the frog universe. Yeah. yeah. He's now a big part it's of the It's a frog. whole just... underbelly that I didn't know existed. He's I feeling look, froggy, I so he leaped in the whole frog. Every orphan animal deserves to be, uh, deserves a hump. That I, I can I agree say with, with confidence. I have, I have one, I have one thing to say, Tro. In terms of if you're interested, and I know you told us last week, you, you may not be interested in marriage. If you're interested in marriage, being the single guy with like several frogs is not the greatest look. I'm just going to throw it out there. You do what you want with it. I mean, Dip's got to deal with his wrestling art. A frog collection is mm. something else altogether. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it makes me unique. Makes me stand out. So you oh, think yeah, a frog it's... collection is worse than having wrestling? You don't want to stand out to yes. the point where you stand alone, though, Troy. That is a great poll question for the Peckerheads. What is worse for a woman to walk in when they come to your house and see a wrestling collection or a frog collection? I, so I, would, poll, I would put the poll in the Discord, but we what have kind like of frogs are they? Are they, so are they like the, get... the tiny? Oh, there's all gecko? sorts of frogs. All sorts of frogs. So it's not oh yeah, just there's. The, it's there's like, big ones that are as big as your head. There's ones that are as no, big as your fingernail. I know that these frogs exist on Earth, the different kinds of frogs. I'm asking you, what frogs are you going to be buying? I'm a, I'm really a red-eyed tree frog kind of guy. Or a, waxy, or a waxy oh monkey God. tree frog. That's, uh, that would make the world. Where are those on the Kermit scale? Do, they, do any of those look like Kermit? <laughs> where are 
those on the Kermit scale. Mm. Kermit's a wannabe. Uh, we have we have the lost. Frog is Kermit. Troy. I, th- I like the little green ones. The little green frogs are nice. Yeah, ones. yeah. But like the big bullfrog, like the bullfrog, bullfrogs that are definitely heavy. out. Oh my god! I mean, those are really something. Those are not something I'm looking Yo, at. Yo, red eye tree frogs also out. Yeah, we've lost. You, you're Troy. looking no. it up. You're anti. Yeah, Troy. God bless you, my friend. You're going to be alone for a very long time. Um, guys, I did watch last night because I was dealing with more bear uh, health crap, which is fine. God willing, now finally solved. I'll call. He's got a he's you. got a double he's got a double ear infection and blah blah no. blah. And so I was in up in the middle of the night dealing with that and worrying about it, and I couldn't fall back asleep because I was so worked up. So I watched uh, Ms. Gunther last night, which was a fun Monday Night Raw vehicle. I, I took that absolutely, out. Ms. Yeah. Dude, you, you give doing some of the best work again of his career at God knows what age at this point. He's he's, he's sixty five like, years old. They have amazing chemistry. They have amazing chemistry. The Miz can have great chemistry with anyone, but. But this, these matches are mage. No, seriously, and you you hit the nail on the head too, Dip. When you when you said he's doing some of the best work of his career again, because it's like every few years we go through this cycle where um, people are like, "Oh, Miz is overrated," blah blah blah. Why is he there? And then he does some of the best work of his career, and it's like, "Oh, he actually is incredible." And then somehow people find a way to underestimate him yet again, and he does amazing work. Again, that's completely different from the amazing work that he did before to remind them that he's one of the top guys. Like, when is Miz going to get his respect and just have it be left at that is, I guess, what I'm trying to get at. Did you did you love Dip last night that they said, uh, Wade, I think, threw and he was like, Miz has been watching old Carl Gotch matches. Yeah. Like Frank Gotch? I I, have, I didn't watch. Uh, I didn't. I watched only clips Billy and Robinson. a few things last night. I didn't Billy see. Billy Robinson. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I only saw a little Porsche. I saw the clip of the match, but I gotta, I gotta watch the full match. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. But P, before you go, have you? Did you catch any of the, the Judgment Day R Truth stuff? Yes, I did. I did. I saw the opening seg. I think people have pointed this out that um, he seems to sort of. Be by the way, by the way, dip their dip, version of Sammy at the Bloodline. Oh, dip. By the yeah. way, you should know that you should know that there was Frank Gotch and Carl Gotch. Okay, get your gotchas together. That's right. That's right. You're right. There was they're gotching and gotching. <laughs> oh wait. So wait. You're you're wait. Hold on. Natalie. Natalie wants to say something. Hold on, everyone. This is for my number one hater, Troy the Goy. I hear what you say about me. The people are speaking. They're telling me what you're saying, and I don't like it one bit. Lingering? Wow. You think you think I linger? Lurking was the word. Oh, lurk. Even worse. I lurk. First of all, if you don't want a lurker in your household, make sure you get your money right and have a big house. We're in a two-bedroom New York City apartment. The only person that's lurking is you, my friend. This is my with house. Frogs. With frogs? What do you mean with frogs? With frogs. Why? He's, Why he's, he's frogs? lurking with his frogs. What frogs? Don't, don't worry about it. Go, go back to being a heel. Go on. I'm not a. I'm not a heel. I don't know what you get. This is just who I am. <laughs> well Anyways. i didn't miss you natalie go back to your vacation wow wow that's crazy wow i didn't want you to miss me Thank troy you. i'm good you on think that. you know people in this town i know you think you know <laughs> I want you to miss me. i'm out she's out this episode is brought to you by ebay motors 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Dip, I'll give you the last word before you head out, and then I'm going to jump into some mailbags just so people can get... This is a holiday episode. I'm not going to leave him with a lump of coal. But what dip, coal? There's no with that coal. Wow. That was coal. Coal and Jays. For sure. <laughs> yeah, Dip, I'll give you the last word. What do you want to get off your chest about anything going on in the world? Of, in the world. It doesn't have to be about wrestling. Hmm. No, I'm, I'm really pondering who I think is going to win the Royal Rumble. And I, I do think it's going to be CM Punk. But um, I'm hoping that it's Ivar. And I'll leave you with that. <laughs> Thank you, Dip. I think it's going to be CM Punk too, though. As, as Dip as Dip leaves. He made some good points. Let's be honest. I mean, CM Punk is as hot as he's ever been, which also feels crazy, as crazy to say as it is about saying about anybody because this man was on top of the world in WWE 10 years ago, on top of the world in AEW two years ago, and now he's back in WWE and like, yeah, he feels as hot as he's ever been, as hot as anybody's ever been in WWE. So him winning the Royal Rumble feels like it's a lock just on that basis alone because you kind of want to guarantee him that that WrestleMania main event spot that he said he wanted. Um, similar to Cody, similar to so many people who've done it before, right? They come in, they declare for the Rumble, they say they want that WrestleMania main event, and even though it does feel kind of obvious that he would be in the main event, I think giving him that Rumble win and solidifying it and locking it down for him makes sense. Now, we've been talking a lot about him going at Seth, does he eventually go after Roman? I'm not convinced that that's completely outside the realm of possibility. I know people are looking forward to a Cody Roman too, and I am also. But um, Punk Roman at WrestleMania with the title on the line, it, it still, to me, feels like the more intriguing matchup um, for reasons that they haven't gotten into yet on WWE television, um, which is also why I think they're going to go for it. Just because we're so far out from WrestleMania. Hell, we're so far out from the Rumble, right? Cody declared for the Rumble in November, which has never happened. Um, or at least I can't recall it happening. Punk declared for the Rumble next. Punk could win the Rumble and then go right at, at Roman. Just because Punk and Seth at Mania, I feel like it's too far out. And they're dropping way too many breadcrumbs and making it so obvious that that can't be um, where they eventually end up. But Troy, you said you got some mail questions. Drop them in the chat. I'll run through as many as I can. And uh, let's see. Let's see how we how we can close this out, this holiday holiday episode of the Cheap I'll just podcast. read them. It'll make life easier. Mail. This comes from Hunter. Yo, Cheap Ski Yeet. Real talk, Miro is the most underutilized talent in AEW. 
I haven't understood a single part of his Redeemer gimmick. Haven't cared. Go kick ass and scream Bulgarian. and the CJ Perry angle is cringe. Let's salvage Miro with some good booking. Any ideas? Maybe a program with Keith Lee for a shot at the title. They both could use the opportunity. Side note, nothing would make me happier than for Keith Lee as a face or heel to take the world title off of Max in 2024. Keith Lee deserves a run before he's finished. Thanks, y'all. Hunter in Houston. So let's, I'm going to work backwards on this email, right? Keith Lee, world champion, I think it goes without saying it's a fantastic idea. When he signed, that was the trajectory that everybody had for Keith Lee when he pops up in AEW is that this guy could be a world champion. He could be immediately put in the top of the card. Um, For reasons not known to me, he hasn't had that opportunity yet. But I agree that he's somebody who, just in terms of his look and in terms of his ability in the ring and in terms of his presentation and total package, just all of it screams world champion. And I don't know why we don't get that. Um, I could imagine a world where if Keith Lee is still in the WWE, he's already held the world championship, right? Because he showed up. He had that amazing uh, look at Survivor Series where he was in the final two with, with Roman Reigns, entered the Rumble. He had that face-off with Brock Lesnar, went back to NXT, double champ, Shows up on the main roster, beats Randy Orton, which people forget about. And if you listen to those names that I've already mentioned, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Keith Lee was at the top of the card um, without ever getting a title run. I think in AEW, that's easily a position they could have slot him in and had him have some success with. Why are they not doing it? Um, I don't know. It could be for reasons beyond their control as well. But I agree that Keith Lee is definitely a main event world championship caliber talent that they just have sitting there as as uh, untapped potential right now. And in, and speaking of untapped potential, I'm gonna go back to that Miro comment. The booking idea for him is simple. It, it is very simple, um, especially in a company like AEW where they don't mind relying on the history and the backstory from other companies. In WWE, Miro was Rusev. And in Rusev, all he did was crush. And that's literally all he needs to do in AEW as well, is just crush the competition, crush his adversaries, crush any champion that stands in his way, take the championships and, and crush his way to the top of the card. The blueprint is already laid out. Miro is already talented. And I feel like, listen, this could be just me pontificating just just pulling something out of the sky. But I feel like pro wrestling is one of those things where the longer you do it, the better you get. And Rusev, if he was crushing and stomping his way to the top, you know, six, eight years ago in WWE, he's even better now. So let him show that. Let him do that. Let him be that and, and see where he lands. The crowd is already behind him. Like, And that's the other thing. We, we see him in these bursts. Like sometimes he's on TV. Sometimes he's not. The gimmick might be flat, but he makes his best of it. And the crowd is always with him. And that's the energy that you can ride into some good programs if you give people opportunities. But I just don't think that Rusev had the opportunity to be his best self. And the same with Keith Lee. They haven't had their opportunities to be their best selves uh, for whatever reason. But I'm with you. I think both of those men could be higher up the card than they are. They could be doing better than they are. And definitely have some championship caliber material just sitting right there, just diamonds 
in the rough, untapped potential just sitting right there that they're not using. So I'm with you. No arguments for me. All, all support. I'm with you all the way. 10 out of 10. No notes. Just uh, about <laughs> way too much comments, but I'm rambling. Let's tr- Troy, let's get into that next message from the mailbag. Mail. This comes from Jeremy who says, Spicy Pete. Disagree on your assertion that the Highlanders are remember a Jace. Who can forget the magical moment when one of them was captured live on camera at TNA, looking like he'd rather be anywhere else in the entire world, or the following moment when that very same Highlander got the ever-living piss beaten out of him by JBL live on Raw. History was made in those moments. Jeremy, Regina, Canada. <sighs> Jeremy said, who can remember? And I guess the answer is... Jeremy from Regina, Canada, because I, I didn't remember any of those moments. I'm sorry. I'm with P on that one. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, Jeremy. I wish I had more for you, but we're talking about the Highlanders. How, how deep into the bag can we get? It's, it's a shallow bag. I mean, uh, those moments, all, I'm sure they stuck out in your mind. I don't think many people um, remember them, and especially in terms of JBL whooping somebody's ass. I don't think that ranks highly on the the JBL ass whooping rankings. I mean, there's Blue Meanie is up there. Eddie Guerrero is up there. Um, random people at the border. The Mexican-Texas border is up there. But I don't know if the Highlanders make make the top 10, top 5. So I'm going to, you know, no disrespect to you, but I just I just didn't see it the way you see it. I see it the same way P sees it. I remember, Jeremy. Don't you worry. This one comes from Tom. Male. One interesting development I've seen post SummerSlam seems to be the slow rise of Dakota Kai. Despite being injured for the past few months, it feels like Dakota has become a lot more significant and featured within damage control than she was pre injury. She's gone from quirky workhorse that gets thrown around in tag matches and likely eating the pin to really letting her personality shine and slowly becoming the mouthpiece or mastermind of the group. After the promo on Friday where Bailey called her a mastermind, I can't help but think something is really brewing with her as the leader slash mouthpiece of DCTRL. Damage control. Okay. Can you think of another superstar whose stock rose while injured? Stay mage and enjoy yourself and see you WrestleMania weekend. So before I jump into another wrestler whose stock rose while injured, I want to sit with Dakota Kai for a little bit and talk about that. I am very glad that this was brought up in, in a forum where you know, no disrespect to my co-host, but I, I got the hot mic right now. I can go as long as I want on whatever topic. And Dakota Kai is the perfect topic right now, especially with what's going on in damage control, because I see the same things that you see, that she got injured and somehow became the the centerpiece of this faction. And I think, I think it's fantastic. I, I like it a lot. And a moment that you didn't point out, but that for sure plays into all of this is when Asuka and Kyrie showed up, Dakota Kai already knew what the plan was. Bailey didn't know that Kyrie Sane was coming back. Dakota Kai was already, already aware of it, already worked it out, bought Kyrie in damage control. Same thing with Asuka. Dakota Kai was already aware that Asuka was going to jump in and join her Kabuki Warriors tag team, tag team partner and damage control. It was always Bailey who was left out of the loop, even though we had been told up until that point that Bailey was the leader, that Bailey was the one calling the shots. Dakota Kai is actually the one calling the shots. And um, she ended up looping Bailey in, which I think it says that, you know, yes, Bailey acknowledged her as the mastermind, but I think even Bailey might not know 
obviously kayfabe, wink, wink. I think even Bailey might not know how deep the Kodakai's ties go with these women and and what these plans are because she's been out of the loop for so long. And I think it was telling that Bailey mentioned she was going to go after Rhea if she wins the Royal Rumble. I think by that time, <laughs> Damage Control and EO and Dakota and everyone else are going to give her reasons to go after EO's title. And then the chips are going to fall where they may. She might walk out with it. She might not. But Dakota Kai for sure is, is the mastermind and pulling strings in ways that we, we haven't even seen yet. And I think in terms of somebody whose stock rolls while injured, the obvious one, um, and probably the most recent, in my mind anyway, is Cody, right? He gets injured on a Friday. Saturday the news breaks, or I believe Friday the news breaks, that he may not be able to perform at the PLE. And he shows up with one arm and he's in God mode. His legendary status, it, it was solidified when he showed up and he took off that jacket and you heard the crowd just, you could hear a pin drop. You could, you could hear a mouse fart. The crowd was so silent. And Seth puts him on the shelf and then when he comes back at the Rumble, he was just on another level. And he's been at that level. Or dare I say, he's risen from that level ever since. So somebody whose injuries, while we didn't see most of it on screen, it was mostly like a break. And then in December, we see him working out, getting ready to come back for the Rumble. But that injury definitely took him to the next level, especially with him working through it, which you don't necessarily want to see because you don't know how how bad these are. And this is not the era where you need to tough it out to, to keep your spot. Um, but but yeah, that injury definitely boosted Cody way more than it had any right to. And mostly because of Cody, right? It was a gutsy performance, and he proved that he was here to really be at the top of the card and be a standard bearer. Mail. All right, last one comes from David. Hi, Sweet Pete and Motley crew. I think that this could be the most mage WrestleMania moment ever. As expected, Cody is going against Roman and overcoming all odds, but the numbers game is catching up. And just as Roman goes for the third spear, The Rock's music hits. Roman stops in his tracks and Cody takes advantage for a quick roll-up victory and takes the title. The Rock slowly makes his way to the ring, grabs the mic and says, this is not the way the family does business. We are honest, open, and transparent. No cheating. And this is the way they will, we will get to the White House. I announce I am running for president. Show closes. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Listen, I, I love a good wrestler soap opera story as much as anybody else, but that is layers upon layers of absurd. First of all, The Rock coming out at the end of the match after Cody dethrones Roman? What are we talking about here? Listen, that, there was a debate going on in the Cheap Heat Discord about what that moment looks like, right? When Roman finally loses the championship. And someone said, I think with my man Vish, he said, maybe Roman soaks it up uh, and, and like takes a moment to like sit there with the crowd and, and be adored and loved on. And no, 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 no. It just does not work like that. Whoever beats Roman for the title, that is their moment. Double points if it's Cody because we saw Cody get robbed, right? Last year, Cody was sitting in the ring and I, th I think I saw a tear hit his cheek. I, I, I'm not sh quite sure. I have to go back and rewatch the footage. I think I saw a tear roll down his cheek 
Um, in any event, he was very sad. It looked very sad. And in the in the background, you can see Roman holding both titles in the air while Cody's in the ring, facing his family who was on that side of the ring. And it, it was just it was just sad. Let's just call it like it, it was sad. It was definitely not one of the best moments for the American Nightmare. So if he manages to defeat Roman Reigns, it won't be two titles that he takes away from him this time. It's one. But if he manages to get that undisputed championship and hold it above his head at WrestleMania, it should be about Cody. Not about The Rock. Not about The Rock running for president. Not about Roman Reigns soaking in the the love of the fans after finally losing his championship and carrying the title in, in what was what is, excuse me, a historic reign. And who knows when it's going to end. But when it ends, that moment needs to be about that person. And Roman needs to roll out of the ring, give that person the ring, and let that person get the pyro and the confetti and the pop from the crowd and Michael Cole on commentary talking about how amazing, incredible this moment is. I should say Cole and Graves because I love them both. It could be Cole and Wade too. Wade might sneak in there. But whoever it is on commentary talking about how amazing and incredible this moment is, that's what that person deserves. No rock, no Roman, just them, their music, confetti, the championship, and all the love that the WWE Universe has to give goes to that person. And on top of that, listen, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on me. Or what George Bush said, the point is you fool me, you can't get fooled again. And I am not going to be fooled into believing that The Rock is showing up to a WrestleMania event to be on screen in any capacity. I believed it was going to happen in Dallas. And then when they announced that it was going to be Roman and Brock, I said, okay, maybe The Rock shows up after the match. We know what happened. He didn't even show up. Then I said, they got to be doing it at SoFi. The Rock's from Hollywood. He's, he's Mr. Hollywood. They got to be doing it at SoFi. It didn't happen. So now we're heading into Philly in, in my hometown, a Jace-esque. I'm not, I'm not giving The Rock that. That If he shows up and, and he's backstage, and sure, he can enjoy the show, but I am not holding my breath for him coming out and creating a, a WrestleMania moment at WrestleMania 40. I'm just going gonna, gonna to hit the acceptance stage on that and say that The Rock is not, not going to show up. Definitely not announcing that he's running for president because for 2024, that would be too late, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's, just, it's not going to happen. It sounds good on paper but it's not going to happen. I want to uh, contribute my own question here in traditional sports radio form. Yeah, first time, long time. Troy, welcome. Yeah, yeah, first time, long time here. uh, Troy the Goy. Uh, What do you want for wrestling Christmas? What's on your wrestling Christmas wish list? (sighs) Another 3,000 days of Roman (laughs) Reigns. No, seriously, um, for wrestling Christmas... I would like to see a healthy, a healthy Dakota Kai to see her get physical with damage control. I would like to see Bianca Belair back in the championship picture. Honestly, healthy, healthy all these wrestlers. I think so, when I said Dakota Kai, so many people ran through my head. Charlotte recently got injured um, on SmackDown in a match. Kenny Omega posted a picture where he was laid in the hospital bed and he said that he he is gonna be out indefinitely. Um, Daniel Bryan is walking around with an eye patch. Adam Cole, um, CJ Perry, you know, Eric from the Viking Raiders. I mentioned him. Uh, um, 
you know, if he comes back, he's going to join Ivar, which Dip doesn't want. But I, I want to see all these people healthy and just back in the ring. Who's the dude that won the title like a year and a half ago? Maybe it was a torn ACL or something. Was that Punk? He, he won the no, title? No, 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 no. Um, trying to think of a better descriptor. Uh, the black guy. Oh, Big E, of course. Big E. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, healthy everybody. Whether or not they come back to the ring, just just because, honestly, you know, we watch wrestling and, and we enjoy the matches, and but that's the last thing we want is for somebody to go down, especially because of something, you know, what happened in the ring. If it's out of their control, and, you know, I can understand that a little bit, but to have that happen while they're doing this for us, is is heartbreaking. It it really is. So yeah, my my wrestling Christmas wish list would be a, a healthy, healthy wrestlers, man. Just all of those guys. Biggie, uh everyone that I mentioned, everyone that I didn't mention, just everybody who steps into the ring and, and like sacrifices their bodies for us, healthy those guys. Now if I could be selfish, I could also throw in, you know, Another thousand days for Roman Reigns, at least, at least past Hogan. I don't know if he's going to get to Bruno, but um, on behalf of P and Dip, thank you for listening to this week's edition of Cheap Heat. No Friday episode, but we will be back next Tuesday. So enjoy your holiday and then come on back for more Cheap Heat next week. In the meantime, it is Iron Claw Week here at The Ringer, and we have a ton of great content for you. Yesterday, Jeremy Allen White and Zach Efron joined the Masked Man show. Tomorrow, wrestling legend Chavo Guerrero and Holt McCallany, the man who plays wrestling legend Fritz Von Erich, will be on Wednesday Worldwide. Thursday, Masked Man Show is back with Sean Durkin, uh, the writer and director of The Iron Claw. And right now, on TheRinger.com, there's a fantastic article by Phil Schneider on the Von Erichs and the history of their promotion, WCCW. So follow Ringer Wrestling on Spotify and all social media and podcast platforms so you don't miss any of this content. Enjoy yourselves. Take it easy. And of course, stay mage. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage.